I'm not supposed to be here. I was told I would die before my 28th birthday, yet I am 50 years old. I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and I have an amazing life despite living with two terminal illnesses. It's time for me to share my story before I can't. So here it goes. I'm Kelly Wilson, and this is my life in pieces. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Ruby was my grandmother, and she was a great one. If I could describe her in three words, it would be vivacious, hip, and beautiful. From the time I was a little girl, she was very involved in our lives. And you didn't open your Christmas presents until she got there to watch you. And she would come up with the greatest gifts. Sometimes they were a little weird, but I knew always that she put so much time and effort into thinking what was the newest in thing. One time she bought us fake leather pants. Yep, like plastic pants. But she thought they were the coolest. For Easter one year, she bought us rabbits, like real rabbits. I was born on Good Friday, so I got two rabbits, a Easter bunny and a birthday bunny. She loved Christmas and Halloween. Halloween, everybody would go to her house in the neighborhood back when you could do this. And it was just the coolest. She would dip bananas in chocolate and put them on sticks and make popcorn balls with caramel. And, and she would always have a pumpkin and there would be holes in the pumpkin that she would stick all these different candy kiss suckers in and Kids would come from all over the place to get her homemade treats. At Christmas, we had Christmas Eve dinner at her house every year. And she always had the Christmas crackers that you pull apart and they pop. And there was a little toy or trinket inside and these paper hats everyone wore. And she made Cornish hens, stuffed Cornish hens, little tiny Cornish hens, which... When you're a little girl, you think it's cute. You have your own little turkey. She was a great cook. She had a lot of stories to tell. And she was one of the great loves of my life. She could be hard. Sometimes cranky. She always told you what she thought. There was no mince and words with her. I would go in sometimes and she'd say, dear, are you not eating? You look very thin. And I'd go three months later, have you gained a few pounds? She was someone who would always tell you like it was. And I appreciated that with her. As she got older, she wasn't as vibrant, obviously. And she was in her 80s, mid 80s. 
and she needed to have three valves replaced in her heart. So she'd been in the hospital for a while and I was going with her for this operation because my aunt and uncle live away, quite far away, and my mom has some disabilities, so she couldn't go. And so I went down to stay with her. And as the ambulance is driving to a different hospital and I'm behind it, they pull over on the side of the road. So I'm thinking, oh my word, something's wrong here. And they pull over and out gets my grandmother with the EMTs or the ambulance attendants. And I'm like, Graham, what's going on? What are you doing? I got to pee. No way was she using a bedpan. My grandmother got out on the side of a main highway and squatted to pee. Anyway, that was just her. She was hilarious. We would have tea parties, her and I, when I was little and she would get out the best shiny silver and we would have these big girl tea parties and I cherish those memories. She got to the point where she just said, I'm done looking after myself and everyone else. And she wanted to go into a nursing home, which she did. And as she failed, her health failed, she told the nurses there, I'm not dying without my granddaughter here. And she did not. But they called me four times to come out and said, you know, I think you should come now. Well, the second to the last time I went out and she had not woke up for almost a week. She hadn't ate. She hadn't drank. They called me and said, you need to come now. It was a two hour drive from my house. And by the time I got there, she was sitting up eating lunch. The nurses just shrugged their shoulders at me as I did with them. <laughs> and I said, how are you, Graham? And she said, good. I said to the nurse, I'll take it from here. So she had oxygen on and she couldn't speak really loudly. And I said, do you want another bite, Graham? And she said, would you eat that slop? I said, no. She goes, you got any red wine? I said, just give me a few minutes. So I went to a liquor store and got a bottle of wine at lunchtime. And the nurses in the nursing home found us a couple wine glasses. And when I came back, I poured her a little bit and myself a little bit. And I had to hold her hand because she was very weak. And we had a little cheers and she took a drink and she could hardly breathe, so she was spitting and sputtering. And I said, do you want another drink? And she said, how many have I already had? <laughs> and I was like, only two. So anyway, she took one more drink and we set the glasses down and she said, was I a good grandmother? And I said the best. She said, do you remember when we would have the tea parties and you had that little yellow house coat on with all the flowers up top and Literally, I did. Like, I hardly remembered that, but she did. And when my son was very young, 
my grandmother had babysat him at one point and she set a cup of hot tea down and he had got third degree burns from his lip to his belly button and down his left arm. She never forgave herself for that. And I never blamed her for that for one minute. And as soon as this conversation was happening in the nursing home, she said, I'm sorry for burning Tyler. And I said, Graham, it was an accident 21 years ago, and it's still an accident today. We never held her accountable, but all these years, she, she hurt because that had happened. Anyway, we had the best conversation, and I am so fortunate that I got to have that time with her. I can't even explain to you. So I leave, and I believe it was four days later, they called me again early morning, like 4 a.m., and said for me to come, which I did. And when I got there, her eyes were open and she was just looking at me. I said, you know that I'm here, right? And she nodded her head, yes. And after a couple hours, she started to pass away. And I feel very honored that I got to be with her at that time. She loved me and I loved her and I was blessed to have those moments with her and especially that one. Well, a couple of years after she passed away, I went to Salem in Massachusetts. Now, Salem is known for witchcraft and there was a big story on Salem that if you're interested, you should look up and it talks about they hanged all these witches and they will tell you the story when you're there. They have mediums, they have fortune tellers, they have this whole town is just set up to tell the story and it's a little creepy if you want to know the truth anyway we went to Salem and I went to see a medium and she said whoever you want to connect with say their name three times and I said Ruby 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 and she sat there and she kind of looked puzzled and she asked me to say it again. I said, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. And she looked up and this took 10 minutes. She looked up and she said, well, she's here. She doesn't like me and I'm not a fan of her either. And I said, hello, Graham, how are you? Do you believe? Or do you not believe? 